school Taught him the way to please a woman I'm Joey and within one episode I've already changed my Twitter to at Fishpilled With me is Skylar at Eggdrinker I have not changed my Twitter yet And today, God has chosen us to listen to Bio by Chuck Berry Um, it's Chuck Berry it, it, it like I, this album really opened my third eye. I think. In what way? In that I, if this is what they're going up against, like I get why the Beatles were so popular now. <laughs> like it finally makes sense to me. Like here's the thing, this is like Chuck Berry's twelfth album or whatever the hell. Uh huh. Like, listen, he's allowed to do whatever the hell he wants. At this point, he's already kind I, of proved himself. I guess. Is so he it, kind of just like is he that many albums? That I feel like he was just kind of like no. Chuck Berry was the fifties, wasn't he? Oh yeah, it's yeah. Chuck Berry. Yeah, it's Chuck Berry. This was what seventy uh, two. This was nineteen seventy three. Yes. Yeah, I um, guess. I guess he can do whatever he feels like. Yeah, I don't know if you want to start with the album itself or just kind of. Because here's the thing for me is I looked up, like what were the what were the albums coming out in 1973? Okay. Uh, so let me just read some for you here. All right. We got uh, Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Oh. We got the New York Dolls self-titled. We have Raw Power by Iggy and the Stooges. We have For Your Pleasure by Roxy Music. We have Houses of the Holy by Led Zeppelin. We have Aladdin Sane by David Bowie. We have Billion Dollar Babies by Alice Cooper. We have Trace Hombres by ZZ Top. We have Leonard Skinnerd, And we have Ringo by Ringo Sir. <laughs> but okay. like, so, so it the, didn't stand a chance. The, the thing, like, the music landscape of 1973 is not like whatever blues songs. <laughs> like, we're like... I mean, I don't in think the, either of us really know what Ringo Starr by Ringo Starlet sounds like. That's fair. But, like, so for your pleasure, so we are, we're already in, like, new wave Devo territory. We have mm. punk in full effect with raw power. And, like, you have Alice Cooper here. Like, th- this just wasn't, this was never going to happen. No. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't fit the times. This isn't but a like, 73s album. The thing is, is like it. You can release whatever you want, whenever you want. But the album itself, if this was like a really good blues album, then it would stand the test of time. But it's there's there's not really anything here. And the thing for me is like, obviously it's called Bio. So the album itself is this autobiography that Chuck Berry's trying to tell about himself. But it's just like there, there's nothing here. So, like, okay, let's talk about the first song, which is supposed to be, like, the big song here, which is titled Bio. Yeah. Um, I went back home and wrote a song and made a record I could claim. The little tune jumped on the charts and rode me right up to fame. Thank you, Chuck. <laughs> That's this awesome. One. Um, I was, I was immediately sick of this album by the time we were a minute into this song for what reason i i hated it like like there it's this thing that happens with like 
almost all songs from that era where things instruments are just panned to a direction for literally no reason at all like chuck berry and his producers walked into the studio and were like yo let's make the the guitar only come out of the left ear that would be awesome and so they did it and the problem with that is that it's a stupid thing and it sucks like the thing is like if chuck berry wanted to make an autobiographical record He's got a lot of material he could talk about and not, hey, I wrote a song and it did really well. The Let problem me tell is you. He, he never talks about about the cool stuff. Let me tell you, if Chuck Berry wrote a song called Bio and was like, hey, remember in the 50s when I filmed Women on the Toilet? Man, that'd be a way better song. I <laughs> would, would love awesome. that song. If he was like, hey, I got sentenced to five years in prison and let me talk about that, that's a way more interesting yeah. story than the song hey, was just kind of like, that song? I wrote a song and then it blew up, so I moved to Hollywood. The end. And yeah, like it this song made me miss Eiffel 65 so much. <laughs> I'd do anything to go back to that. Remember when you gave Eiffel 65 a one? Yeah. How's it feel? <laughs> I regret it. Um, okay. So, the second song, Hello mm. Little Girl Goodbye. Awful. Awful name, there's by a, the way. There's a line that I love. What's that? Uh, your heart's full of rock and you reel like a rolling stone. You don't really need me. You do better on your own. So go find somebody else and leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty good. Like, <laughs> Like, this song is basically just like, I really like you, but leave, I guess. Like, yeah, I like, who cares? He definitely got cheated on. That's what this song's about. But, like, there, there's no there's no emotion here in, like, the lyrics themselves. No, like, he's just he's just doing his little, his little ditties. But, like, he obviously he got fucking obliterated. Right. And that's the thing. Like, he could talk about that. But, like, he he has so much material he could talk about. He's had so many sexual escapades he could talk about. And at 73, it's not like it was like, ooh, this is going to be, like, too much. Like, and he was already known, like, for kind of pushing the boundary. And all mm-hmm. of his, his more popular songs have so much energy in them. And, like, there's just... Like, he's allowed to cash in a check. But, like... He could at least do that that even more entertaining than this. Like Yeah. Um one thing I don't like, and I'm sure this is just like a a of of the times thing, but I fucking despise the concept of calling your girlfriend little girl. Yeah, that's also that's like not that good. just that's so bad. The one good thing is near at the end where he just keeps saying like Bye bye over and over and over <laughs> yeah. and over again for like a minute. <laughs> um, we move on the woodpecker, which is just an instrumental that isn't that entertaining, not, even. Like, I no, I it was funny when he was just kind of like sh- screaming in the background about how much of a banger this is, despite it being literally nothing for like five minutes. Like, yeah, I, like, I did enjoy that. Again, you have, like, you know, Devo around this time. And, like, 
if they did an instrumental, it would be like cool bleep boops and stuff. And this is just like, it's the same stuff he's been doing. Just in the 70s. Without lyrics this time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we go on to Rain Eyes, which is basically about his dad leaving. I guess. Yeah. Um, I, I really don't like the way that he says Louisiana and that he cuts out at least two syllables. If on uh, the official genius.com lyrics, uh, every time he says Louisiana, they spell it L-O-U apostrophe S-I-N-A. Yeah, I, I think that's really funny. Um, I guess like there's a history of cheating in the family because that's kind of the vibe I got from this. That dad right, It's fucking... supposed to be his mother's fault. Yeah. Let this happen. Um, and then whatever woman in Hello Adult Woman Goodbye also cheated on him. So he's just like, he's getting owned left and right. And there's there's no end in sight for, for poor old Chuck Berry. That's what the real biography is about. And like the, the Chuckster was married in, I believe, 48 until his death, basically. So... This is all happening before. Do you think that this is like that. chronological or no? Because it starts off with bio, right? I don't know. Um, we got aimlessly drifting, which is as the song title suggests. He's just he's just going. He's just in California doing his thing. Like there. Um, I one thing I don't like is that the first line he uh. He restates things that he's already discussed here in this documentary. <laughs> like, we already know that he went to California. He said that in the first song, and I don't... Well, he said, he said Hollywood in the first song, didn't he? Now he has to specify... Oh, right. That, it could have been going like, Hollywood, South Dakota. This is, like, <laughs> this is like the Pulp Fiction of albums. <laughs> like, he's got... We're, now that we're in the middle of the album, he's like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm going to California this time. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, he he just spends most of this song bitching, I feel. Like, like the- hard as I try to make a showing, something is always in my way, even the one I truly love now, deals in the games that people play. Like, he's just, he's just upset because he went to California and his one hit or whatever isn't, isn't dragging him all the way there. Like, the thing for me is, like, some of these lyrics about, like, living day to day, or every time I love, I always lose, like, he's singing this upbeat song, and the lyrics aren't really met. Yeah, well, if he was doing ska, <laughs> this would make sense. Yeah, like, you can you can even do that with, like, rock-type stuff. Like, there are a bajillion rock songs that are, like, good that are secretly sh- about how shit your life is like it's not a hard thing to do at all like right. that's what half of pop punk is yeah oh man i would do anything for chuck berry pop punk <laughs> but like yeah there's there's something about the the upbeat blues in the lyrics he's actually saying we're like i mean in a way it's kind of like eiffel 65 where it's these <laughs> upbeat songs and he's like yeah i don't like my life right now <laughs> yeah i mean 
it's like it's so weird in this one though because with Eiffel 65 it was like I'm currently singing about how my life sucks because my wife won't suck and in this one it's like yeah in like the 40s or whatever I wasn't rich and famous yet and I was pretty upset and girls wouldn't talk to me because <laughs> I was too busy filming them on the toilet yeah, so they kept running exactly. away from me for some reason I don't understand why I'm going to I'm not going to finish that. <laughs> uh, then we got uh, Got It and Gone about going off to war. Is that what Clark it was Air about? Base. Oh, yeah, it is. The one day it happened, they hauled him off to war. Way over there in no man's land. So here's the thing. Yeah. So it's called Bio. But now either he's talking about someone else or he's speaking in the third person. Both of um, which... I don't like. Maybe his dad went to war. Um, but like it says, okay, when he was a child, just a baby boy, he wanted to play rock music and sing, sing some songs of joy. Did Chuck Berry go to war? Did Chuck Berry go to war? That's the question on everyone's mind. Let me look up Chuck Berry war. I don't see anything about about a war here. So, so he's making things up. Or, or he is talking about someone else. Well, that's not I'm a sure biography then. War. Well, that's what I'm trying to say. Is like, did, are we losing the plot here? Like, what's going on? <laughs> I like that he starts complaining again. Like he he stops singing about how awful war is and just how awful his life is. Like, what could a poor boy do at night but to sit down and sing them blues? <laughs> like, shut up. We get it. You are a sad 20-year-old or whatever. Grow up. Yeah, but like, okay, so what could a poor boy do at night but to sit down and sing them blues? So this... Like, it, all signs point to it being Chuck Berry. Yeah, all, all signs point to the barrister, but I, I've seen nothing about this man going to war, so I don't know what the hell's happening here. Yeah, I do like that the last two lines, he landed in Clark Air Base, but have no place to go. So he sit down with his guitar in the middle of the street and gave everybody a free show. Like, first of all, those are the worst lyrics ever written. Those are just <laughs> sentences. Um, and second of all, I really like that he ends this st- stupid song that sucks about how America doesn't support their veterans enough. I think that's awesome. Yeah, like... I. Again, that's what's so annoying about all of this is like, you, there's he could have done something really cool with all of these songs, even. The, yeah, the concept. Like, there's potential for every one of these songs to have like something interesting. Like, if he could have gone for it, and it would have been it would have been rad. Yeah, I mean, on the other hand, those two lines that I read have way more political commentary than the entirety of Bon Jovi 2020. <laughs> uh, but then, so here's the thing. So I think we add on to that song with the last song, Talking About My Buddy. This song rules is, so fucking hard. It's so is, awesome. First of all, Talking About My Buddy is like, a good song title. I am, like, when I read the title for the first time, I immediately just guessed that it would be about his penis, and then it was insanely about his penis. <laughs> um, I do like that he, he shouted out, world-famous southern Ontario city, Toronto, Ontario. I, 
what I love about this is he talks about uh, this foxy German stallion. So then I was like, wait, did Chuck Berry date a German woman? And he definitely didn't. So <laughs> I mean, he could have just fucked a German woman. That's what I'm going to assume. But <laughs> um, he did say See, the word swank, and that's pretty awesome. And this is the thing, like, even though I still think that the the song isn't great, this is talking about my buddy is the caliber <laughs> of song I wanted to hear on this, where he's like, let's talk about my fun escapades, getting it on with yeah, the Foxy German like, Stallion. This is such, I, I disagree. This is a good song because he fucks just such a <laughs> wide variety of people. Like, he fucked a teacher who supposedly taught him how to fucking rule hard because the lyrics are then on the beach in warm miami there was a teacher far from school taught him the way to please a woman made him concede the golden rule like that's got to be awesome and then he fucked a nun not not just anyone can go around just see a nun and be like i'm going to have sex with you now but chuckle d barry can (laughs) Like, and the other thing about the song is it has, like, five times the amount of lyrics. Yeah, he really, really wanted to sing about his his fucking hog. <laughs> okay, do you, Okay, wait, let's let's think about this. Okay. Do we think that... <laughs> do we think that... <laughs> do we think that Chuck Berry went into the recording studio and they were like... He was like, yeah, I know, I want to do... Uh, I want, I want to do an album that's kind of like a concept album that's just like about my life and uh, some of the things I've done. And they're like, yeah, no, Chuck, that, that sounds like a great idea. And he opens like, here's a song about me getting pussy. <laughs> they're like, Chuck, no, you can't do this. And he's like, no, 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 no. I've got four hours of material <laughs> about me getting pussy. And they're like, like he should have Chuck, just- you can't. He should have just made an entire album titled Talking About My Buddy. <laughs> like, each of these insane experiences has to have a full song's worth of material but, behind it. But here's the thing. What, what if this album isn't Chuck Berry's fault? What do you but mean? But it's the fault of the recording studio saying, like, man, we can't do this. We yeah, can't do we this can't, We can't just make Talking About My Buddy the, the album? So they're like, they're like listen... We'll Listen, give you we'll, one. We'll give you the we'll give you the title track, but we're only gonna take the boring songs and all these other songs. Listen, man. Listen, we can't. I understand that's part of your life, but we we can't. We're not gonna buy the song, filming girlies in the bathroom from you. We can't <laughs> do it. And Chuck's like, what? This is what the people want, and you know what? He was right. Yeah, the one, the one really, 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 really bad thing about talking about my buddy is near the end he fucking he changes up the definition on us. Okay, um, but that's do no, we think that that's the studio? It better not be, because there's consistency throughout most of the song that buddy explicitly means fucking pussy inserter, <laughs> and then all of a sudden there's. Until I saw my buddy's eyes when he forth came for when she came forth and bore his son, which either means buddy now means child or he had his cock out during childbirth. 
<laughs> Wait, it's, unless he means his child. <laughs> Does Buddy's eyes? <laughs> it might mean his, his, his no. kids. <laughs> oh, another thing. We haven't talked about this. The whole time, like, he ends, like, every third or fourth lyric with blah 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 with you so like not only is he insinuating that he's had sex with a nun and had his weenie out during childbirth but he wants to do all these exact same things with you the girl reading this (laughs) okay i think i've changed my opinion okay i'm talking talking to my buddy (laughs) maybe it is a good song it rolls it's so good (laughs) See, <laughs> see now I'm on Chuck's side I think this is the album that he wanted and I think the studio is like let's just put his last song let's just keep it away and Chuck's like I I have so many songs about my penis I wrote <laughs> so much material on my penis and you're not going to let me do this I've been here for like 20 years and you won't let me write about my cock and they're like Chuck you've got a brand to uphold and he's like <laughs> I've been working for years on this. <laughs> Just me and my buddy have been working on this. God. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, with the exception of talking about my buddy. Uh-huh. Like the it was never it gonna sucks. stand a chance. And like this is obviously one of the least listened to albums that he's made by far. And any of the ones he's released after this didn't do any better. Although I would like to give a shout out to uh, Rocket from 1979, which does feature an album cover that is a uh, Les Paul guitar in space just outside of Earth like a rocket ship. (laughs) Other than that, there isn't that much interest about it. But... uh, Um. So as we transition to the um, the looking at what they did part of our show, the era for this album, which is on Wikipedia cited as 1970 to 79, um, right. the full title of this is Back to Chess, quote, my ding unquote, to White House concert. So he's, <laughs> there are other instances of him <laughs> Talking about as a winky. <laughs> what, what, what if Chuck Berry's entire life has been about, like, man, I got these incredible penis songs and no one will listen to them? <laughs> he just. He wants his career to just be like fucking. He wanted to be Ninja Sex Party before they were a thing. He just wanted a career out of his fucking gadunker. I should also uh, point out that, uh, so his first hit song, Maybelline, yeah, uh, was released with a B-side, and the B-side was called Wee Wee Hours. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, interesting thing. Right. Very few Chuck Berry albums actually charted on the Billboard 200. We're talking mm-hmm. one, two, three, four, five total. Right. And 
Bio is one of them. On on just on the top two hundred? Yeah. What where did it place? It placed one hundred seventy five with which isn't even his lowest placing ever. There was so much better coming out. I, I guess, mean, like, but like There's gotta be a second in people who are like New Chuck Berry gotta get on that. <laughs> I need to hear more about Chuck Berry's hog. Just I need to know his bi- his biography. And he it doesn't look like he ever received a fucking award for anything until the eighties. Like this is such an insane thing to look at. Well, yeah, because they were busy giving awards to people who copied Chuck Berry in like the sixties because they were white and they're like, you know, you got this. Right. Yeah. Uh, I will just call the talk about uh, my dingling for a second here. You can you can talk about your dingling all you want. Um, for critical reception, uh, on Icons of Rock, Scott Schneider. Sorry, Schinder calls the song okay. a sophomoric double entendre laden ode to masturbation. Uh, Robert Christgau, or Christgau remarked that the song permitted a lot of 12-year-olds new insight into the moribund concept of dirty. Thank you. I would like to note that my dingling is in fact on Spotify.com. I'm very glad about that. All right. Do you have any closing thoughts on this album? The album? No. I don't think so. Like I, I think this is just pretty cut and dry in that like, like it's it's nothing. It's just a bad, stupid album. It's it's just like there are a lot of artists who like release an album thirty years after they're out, and it's just. They're, they're just playing by the cards. There's nothing there. It's just like in and out paycheck. Yeah. If if this was talking about my buddy, the album. We're, <laughs> We'd be having a different have, discussion. We wouldn't even be discussing this album because it would be one of the most critically acclaimed albums of all time. Right. Yeah, for sure. But um, we had to we had to go through. What was it like? Twenty. This is a really short album. At least it was like that, thirty. That minutes. was the good thing. Yeah, it was like thirty something it, minutes. It felt like four hours when I was listening <laughs> to it. But what would All you? Right. Uh, what would you rate it? I'd give it like a three. I think that like Rain Eyes had like kind of a fun, echoey part to it, and talking with my buddy was about Chuck Berry's buddy. So that part was. <laughs> Fun. Yeah. What about you? Um, I'd give it a solid two. So it's better than Eiffel sixty. Okay, have well, you changed your in retrospect? Eiffel sixty five is like a it's like a four. Okay, so like it's still not good, but it is it. it is at minimum twice as good as this album. <laughs> and this album's only a two because talking about my buddy is off the charts. <laughs> okay. Alright, so Thankfully for us, God chose a really good album yeah. for next week. I, I'm i not aware of what this is. What I know it's a one-hit wonder from the 80s. It is a... The, the title track in the name of this album is indeed a one-hit wonder. Um, It is Pac-Man Fever by Buckner and Garcia. Pardon? 
Pac-Man Fever by Buckner and Garcia. Pac-Man Fever by Buckner and Garcia. I'm looking at yes. it. Um, this so let me. This is yeah. insane. Yeah, let me just read off the track list. So we've got Pac-Man Fever, Froggy's Lament, Ode to a Centipede, Do the Donkey Kong, Hyperspace, The Defender, Mousetrap, and Going Berserk. <laughs> Going Berserk. So this is going to be like, like we talked, I talked about how Chuck Berry wanted to be Ninja Sex Party before Ninja Sex Party. Mm-hmm. And this, at least from looking at the titles, is going to be um starbomb before starbomb successfully right um also let me just say the album cover rules <laughs> it's just it like, is really good it's black and white and the most basic looking pac-man i've ever seen it's not even yellow it's definitely a, car- a giant cardboard cutout that they made for this like it's not and edited then, and then two men in line kind of turning around and doing the fakest run <laughs> i could possibly imagine yeah Looking i would also i'd like to point out that this was an indie album there was no label behind this it was it was published by bunker buckner and garcia productions if i remember correctly buckner and garcia um were ad jingle people and i believe that this was produced by cbs not really like the meat not really a music producing scene but just like an advertising right like we have access to instruments let's see what we can do so i'm gonna say before i have to listen to it i have a feeling i'm going to love this album i think i am too but not because it's a good album there's no way that do the donkey kong Is not about to be the best thing I've ever heard in my life. You're right. Um, I'm excited. Yeah. This is so different from other one-hit wonders is the cool thing. Um, yeah, so first of all, you, you like... lied to me. Okay. You, When you were teasing who this was to me, you said that the first three songs on their top ten, which have... Almost 2 million, 1.6 million, and 366,000, while the other songs, none of them have 100,000, were all the same thing. I did actually misread that. You're correct. Yeah, because the, the top song is not, in fact, their single hit, Pac-Man Fever, but it's Wreck-It, comma, Wreck-It Ralph, from Wreck-It Ralph, soundtrack version. <laughs> That's why for a second I was like, wait, maybe you have heard this. I, I'm sure I've heard Wreck-It, Wreck-It Ralph from Wreck-It Ralph soundtrack version before. <laughs> It's just good to see that they're still getting work. It is. I like it's so weird how like all the other one hit wonders, like Eiffel sixty five still had millions of monthly listeners on Spotify because they can't get enough of blue and it's one thousand remixes. <laughs> but Buckner and Garcia have thirty five thousand. I think what we need to do is do a remix of Pac Man Fever. Okay. Cause apparently there's not the market hasn't been saturated with Pac-Man Fever remixes. It does say that they have vinyls on sale on their Spotify. It's out of stock, so we've been lied to. But we could have bought one for 35 Canadian dollars about. And I'm 
I'll never, I'm never gonna get over this. How we missed out on the chance of a lifetime. I swear to God, I'll find a vinyl of Pac-Man Fever if it's the last thing I do. Also, I don't, I don't know if this is just like what Merch Bar does with pictures you submit, but the photo of a vi- of the vinyl is like a picture of yeah. an actual vinyl titled Pac-Man Fever. And then around it is a border of just a wooden wall and wood floor that it's sitting on. <laughs> and I'm really interested on if that's just, that's the photo they submitted and Merch Bar just threw that onto a template or if that's the thing that you would have received in the mail. Either way, it rules. It does rule either way. Um, And the, the fake maybe vinyl isn't in fact the the cool them running away thing it's just straight up a screenshot of pac-man yeah in color in color not not good color there seems to be two blue ghosts which isn't i think one of them's supposed to be pink i think one of them is pink not not really hacked man (laughs) <laughs> okay um if you want to follow us you can at rngcast on twitter we are now on spotify apple music pocket cast and google pl- pod play google podcast i think that's pod- what it's play, called play podcast no i think play, it's just called go- google podcast play play google podcasts play google podcast <laughs> um if you want to follow us again i'm at fishfield and i'm at egg drinker we'll see you next time with a new virus the pac-man fever <laughs> pac-vid 19